Help us to grasp your awesomeness. Help us to grasp your almighty power and strength. Help us to grasp and understand we cannot see the whole picture the same way you see it. So help us to glimpse things the way you see them. Help us to see your creativity as we walk through the world you created. And today, as we stand at awe in your presence, may we live today close to you in wonder and joy. everyone. <coughs> it's really good to be leading worship here today. Um, I must admit I have found it very difficult to put the service together. Um, and the theme as well that I felt that God was saying to me has been a theme that I struggle with as well. The theme is actually going to be about time. And when I got here this morning, I said to Kath, oh, the clock's not working. But the thing is, I can't do anything about the service, so it will be the length that it is, whether it be short or long. I don't have time. So we start with a reading from Mark. It's from a book by Nick Fawcett, and there will be a meditation after it. So the reading from Mark 13, verses 32 to 37. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be in he commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow, or at dawn. Or else he may find you asleep when he suddenly comes. And what I say, I say to you all, keep awake. And the meditation is um, looking at this from Matthew's perspective. The time is coming, they tell me. The day of the Lord's return, when we shall all stand before him, and he will separate the sheep from the goats. 
the wicked from the righteous. So forget about the present. Think about the future instead. For that's final destiny, the life to come, nothing else. Well, I'm sorry, but have I missed something? For that's not the way I heard it. Not what I thought Jesus was saying at all. Keep alert, he warned, certainly, for the day will dawn as God promised. But when that will be, we've no idea. Today, tomorrow, or far beyond, who can say? It's not the when of his coming that should concern us, but the fact that he will. And the difference that makes not to the future, but to the here and now. To the way we live every moment. We've a job to be doing. A broken world out there needing to hear his word and know his love. And that's what will concern him when he comes. Not whether we've been looking forward eagerly to his kingdom. But whether we're doing something to make it happen, to help build heaven on earth. So what will he find in you? A life dedicated to service, continuing his ministry where he left off, or an obsession about the future so strong that you've forgotten about the present. A life lived for others, committed to bringing light where there is darkness, joy where there is sorrow, or a preoccupation with yourself, with securing your own salvation. Don't think, I doubt his promise. The time is coming, just as they say. A day when we will be called to account, made to answer for the way we've lived our lives. But if I were you, I wouldn't dwell on that too long. I'd get down to the business of discipleship, of walking the way of the cross, here and now. And... I invite Tony up, who's going to do our next reading. The next reading is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 15. A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. 
a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a, t- and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden of God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that, he, so that people will fear him. Whatever is has been. And what will be has been before, and God will call the past to account. Amen. This section of um, titled it Living in the Past. And I wonder if the first two lines of a song sung by Cher, if I could turn back time if I could find a way. I wonder whether it resonates with some of us in the times that we've just been living. It's a funny old thing, is time. We tend to live by it, me looking at the clock this morning. We look back on it and we look forward into it. I'm not sure if there would have ever been a right time for the world to groan under the COVID-19 pandemic. But it is what it is. Time is a thing that we can never, ever get back. That second, it's just gone. So why do we live so much in the past? It is right that the past has a huge, huge part to play. It actually helps us to form and create who we are today. 
it helps us to build our character. And it's very important because history has provided us with a way of learning new things. The reading from Ecclesiastes is all about time and how there is a time for everything. All the experiences listed in the verses are appropriate at certain times. Some of which may be very, very challenging when we hear some of the negative things going on in the reading. But looking at the bigger picture, Solomon, in his wisdom, points out the cycle of life and the purpose of God's plan. That all in itself is probably another three or four sermons, but I'm not going to touch on them today because we'll be here for far too long and it would take up too much time. But this thing about time and when timing is right. The past is what it is. We can't change the past, but what we can do is learn from it. I'm sure if I was to ask you that in the past few months, we've all learned something new, whether it be from Zoom meetings, something which I'd never heard of before, I thought Zoom was a nice lolly, to video editing, which is quite stressful, or to learning that hugs with family and friends are important. But also to realise that 20 million toilet rolls aren't needed and that panic buying was just out of control. We've all had to learn new things. But also, in the past few months, we have seen the benefits of the earth being able to breathe again as we put aside all the travel and all in all its forms and the damage that it does to the earth. However, the past can also have a way of destroying us if we are holding on to past hurts that define how we live, how we live today because those hurts run so deep. If we're holding on to past grudges that eat away at how we live today. If we look at our past and have regrets that we cannot forgive ourselves for and we are holding on to what it used to be like and that could be preventing us from moving on. Now is the time to maybe let go of those things that prevent us from living a life in all its fullness. If you look at the stories in the Bible and the intricate history that shows God's timing and framework in the coming of the Messiah, I think that that timing and framework is just awesome. If you look back at the past, 
there have probably been times that the work of God and his timing has been so immense in your own lives. As we learn to leave the past hurt behind us and embrace the good things that have happened, may we feel blessed at the timing of God and his handiwork in all things. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are not good at letting go of the past, at recognising there are times when we need to move on in life and take a step forward in faith if we are to truly grow. We prefer the security of the familiar, the comfort of that which does not stretch or challenges too far. And we are wary of the prospect of change. Afraid that it might ask more of us than we are willing to give. We are not good at letting go of the old and putting on the new. At turning away from our former way of life and taking instead the way of the cross at trusting in your guidance and walking in the power of your spirit. We are reluctant to abandon old habits, fearful of being thought different, unwilling to deny ourselves the pleasures of this world for the promise of the world to come. So we try to keep a foot in both camps, to combine the old self with the new. We think we can balance the two, but of course we can't. And the end result is to compromise both and embrace neither. Help us to understand that while the old has its place, There are some areas in life where a complete break is needed, a turning away from what has been before we are ready to receive what shall be. Lord Jesus Christ, you want to work within us to finish the new creation you have begun. Give us courage to trust you completely so that you may refashion our lives to your glory. Amen. And now we share together in the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever 
and ever. Amen. I now invite Tony to do our third reading. The third reading, the Gospel reading, is written in the sixth chapter of Matthew, reading verses 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, in all his splendour, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire... Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we bear? Where? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Thank you, Tony. This next bit is about living or looking at the future. Has anybody seen the film Back to the Future? It's all about going back to the future. To be honest, I cannot for the life of me get around my head around the title. And it doesn't matter how many different ways it's explained... I cannot understand how you can go back to the future. The future can be a very worrying time for so many at the moment. We think of those who are worried about money, jobs, loved ones, or just life in general. And in a way, I'm glad that we don't know the future and that it's in God's hands. Yes, 
we do have to look at the future. For example, if we didn't have a look at the world and all the global warming, if we didn't look at what the future will be, then we wouldn't be acting in the present time. In 2015, I wonder when anyone was asked, which is a question that I've heard a lot of times, where do you see yourself in five years' time? I bet no one got the right answer that we would have been living and going through the times that we have. And if we did know that back in 2015, that this was going to happen, I think the whole world would have gone into a massive state of worry. And then where would all the toilet rolls have been? Looking to the future should show concern. But God tells us not to worry. In the reading from Matthew, God tells us not to worry about the needs that he has promised us. And I think it's because worry can be very damaging. It can be damaging to our health. It can consume all our thoughts. It may, if we are worrying, it may trust the ability to trust in God. We may lose that ability to trust in God. And worry may stop you from living in the today. There is a difference between genuine concern for the future and worrying for the future. And the difference is worry immobilizes but concern moves us to action. Planning for tomorrow is well spent. Worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. And sometimes it can be difficult to tell the difference. Careful planning is all about thinking ahead, about goals, about steps and schedules. But within that, it's about trusting in God's guidance. When done well, planning can help alleviate worry with God at the centre. Worriers consume so much of their energy and time, it can be very destructive for them. But do you know, God's got this. He's got it. He's got all of us in his sight. By allowing that fullness of trust in God, being open to him, and all he has to offer enables a life in full richness to living away with Christ at the centre. We're now going to watch um, a YouTube clip and it's called One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus. And as we're listening to it, may we just think about the time that we use for God, 
and how we need to trust in him. Thank you, Luke. Just a woman Help me believe In what I could be And all that I am Show me to stay away I have to cry Lord for my sake Teach me to take One day Yes, sir.
next section is about living in the present. I don't know if there's any Lord of the Rings fans here, um, but there's a clip from the Lord of the Rings that I want to share with you. And it comes very early on in the series, but somewhat a little later in the movie. Gandalf, the wise wizard, was visiting the home of Frodo. Frodo was the humble hobbit who had been given a powerful evil ring. And sharing with Frodo what he knows about the history of the ring, Gandalf observed that Sauron the Great, the Dark Lord, was growing in power and wanted the ring entrusted to Frodo. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf. And so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we, to, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. And I think those are very wise, wise words. And no doubt were shaped by Tolkien's own Christian faith. Like Frodo, we may not like this. If we're honest, we might also say, I wish it need not have happened in my time. But the truth is, we cannot choose to live in another time. We can't skip immediately to the future when God reigns and all of creation is united under Christ. We must live in the here and now. By living in the here and now, we can learn to look what is around us and try to embrace what we have been blessed with. In lockdown, there were some things that I noticed and I want to share with you. In lockdown, me and Eileen, we live next door to each other and we removed the fence panel so that we could stay in our garden and Eileen and Ian could stay in theirs. But we were being very sociable. And one Sunday morning, Eileen and myself were sitting in the garden and it was a beautiful morning and we was having a coffee and a chat and whilst we sat there, a poppy opened. A poppy opened from starting to sit there where it was closed to looking at it, it opened. So I decided in my wisdom that I wanted to watch the next one open. So I sat staring at it for ages and ages and ages, still talking to Eileen. And I noticed it in stages. I didn't actually see it physically open, but I noticed it in stages. And then I literally, for one second, turned my eyes off the flower 
And when I look back, it was fully opened. But in that moment, it made me realise that I miss so much, or we miss so much of what is around us, because our mind is constantly on what next. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 4, it says this. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. By living one day at a time, it keeps us from being consumed about the past and the future. By trusting in God, by learning from the past, by having faith in God for the future, we can become open to what is happening in the here and the now. We have a job to do as Christians. And by being open to God and accepting with grace the time that he has given us, we will then recognise and embrace the timings that he has for us in our lives. Have you ever had something happen and think, wow, that was strange? I don't call them coincidences, I call them God instances. And a couple of years ago, I was at Royal Preston Hospital in A&E with one of my sons, nothing unusual there, and he had to go for an x-ray. Now from A&E to x-ray, it's a long walk, and normally I would have said, no, you go, I'll wait here for you. But for some reason that day, I decided that I would go for a walk with him. As we was walking down the corridor, we passed some double doors on my left. And at that moment in time, I turned my head and looked through those double doors, carried on walking did a stop, did a double take like that, and in the room where the double doors were was a friend of mine sat in her pyjamas who had been reading a book, who at that moment looked up from her book, looked through the doors at the moment that I looked as well. That friend doesn't live round here. And was feeling very lonely and isolated. And we still talk about it now. And I still get goosebumps about it now. That the impeccable timing of God in that moment that she chose to look up. And I chose to A, walk down to x-ray. And B, turn my head. And there is only God that can do that. And when we look at Jesus' timing, it's impeccable. In the stories in the Bible, the woman at the well, think about it, Jesus, the woman at the well, both being there at the same time. 
the calming of the storm. Jesus being there at the very moment that the storm needed to be calmed. The feeding of the 5,000. Jesus and that young boy with his offering both being there together. It truly is amazing when you read the stories and how God has worked in them through history, through the prophets, through Jesus, through the apostles. But for those people there and then, they were experiencing God at work in their here and now in order that we can learn from them. God was there God is here, and God is in the future. And that's one thing that time will never, ever change. The same God that created life in us can be trusted with the details of our lives. So embrace what he has to offer. Take stock what you have been blessed with, and rejoice that each day is given to us as a precious piece of time from God. So try to live in the now as God works in and through you. Amen. Kath's going to sing to us now. I know it's difficult trying not to sing, um, but it's called I Need You Every Hour. Thank you. 
prayers of intercession. And we haven't got the, the prayer book going at the moment, um, so I, I'm not sure quite what's happening in, in, um, in our community that anybody needs prayers for. But if anybody's got anything that they'd like to pray for, if you just raise your hand and then don't speak too loudly. <laughs> Mary, Ryan. Mary Ryan, yeah. of Mary but I'll just name her. Mary's had a fall hasn't she and um, has injured her back so we, we pray for her. Anybody else? Denise Wilson. Denise Wilson. Just mention her name. And we've got good news that uh, Linda's daughter Jenny's had a, a baby, baby Arthur, so that's wonderful news. So pray for them. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we come now to bring our concerns for those around us. You know us better than anyone. You love us more deeply than anyone. So we ask that as we pray for other people, we'll know your loving presence as we pray in your name. We pray for your hurting world. We pray for refugees who are fleeing danger and despair and they find themselves in the midst of prejudice and hostility. We pray that they may find a new home and a new hope. We pray for the leaders of the nations, seeking to find solutions to seemingly impossible problems, especially around the coronavirus and the way forward. Give wisdom and courage to take the right course of action in the interest of peace and harmony. We pray for those who are unwell at this time, in body and mind, for their loved ones who are concerned for them. We pray for Mary and for Margaret as she looks after her. We pray for Denise Wilson. God, be their healer, their comforter, and protection. And we pray, Lord, for all who are worried about the future, whether it be jobs or health, money worries, anything that worries us about the future. We pray that we'll be able to trust in you, put the future into your hands. We pray for more, our community as we all face more restrictions in the coming days. We pray for those facing isolation away from loved ones, those facing disappointment at the cancellation of long-awaited celebrations. May we know in our hearts the truth that nothing can separate us from your love. 
May that love continue to be shared by the kindness of strangers, neighbours and friends, keeping us in your care. I want to pray for, for Eunice Byers. She's in the care home and just finding difficult to settle down. We pray for her, Lord, and all that are looking after her. And finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves. We pray that you'll help us to seek you with all our hearts. That we trust you to provide for what we need. And that we may serve you faithfully to build your kingdom of love, joy and hope. We pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our final hymn is One More Step Along the World I Go. And I've taken it from a YouTube clip. And it took me um, a long time to find the right one. If you go on YouTube, you're given lots of different choices. I did feel that this was really appropriate. So, one more step along the world I go.
just before the blessing, you will be, if you could remain seated and the stewards will show you out um, one group at a time or one person at a time. So in the here and now, go out into the world. Be blessed by all that God has given you. Trust in him for the future and thank him for the past. So go in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.